Welcome to another episode of Up In Your Business, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. A um, little bit different of an episode here. It's going to all four. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be all four of us here. Um, if you're watching on video, you can see it's myself, Mike, Trent, and Lex. Um, I feel like that angle over there. I'm looking pretty fat, so that's cool. You chose um, to sit there. Okay, enough. Anyway, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We are going to have some questions, I think, and kind of thoughts from Trent and Lex on our team of their perspective of what it's like seeing me and Mike as the owners of the business and like what running a business is like from their perspective, sort of. Um, but uh, but yeah, some questions and kind of thoughts as well. And and Mike and I will give our perspective. So, so uh, yeah, it should be a fun one. Um, hope you guys enjoy this. Where are we going to start? Who's got something to start with? Lex, let's go. Wow, Trent did no preparation. He's got <laughs> nothing in front of him. Lex has a thousand questions. Dude, that's a collaborative notepad. That's why I wanted to I believe sit it. there. Lex. <laughs> Just by that look. When I was tell. it collaborative? Oh. When you asked me about it. You asked me a few questions about it, and I gave you my gave me thoughts. it's good. <laughs> Classic. Fine. This kid doesn't even whatever. Remember. Um, well, I wanted to start off with what motivated you to start this business in the first place. Damn, it's like we're on a podcast. Yeah. Um. I don't, do you want to start, or should I start? You go for it. Um. Honestly, it was a. Uh, it was like being a part of another business that we I just felt like didn't love seeing how it was run. Like we were learning how we could run a business by seeing how in our minds how not to run one. Um, so we were part of an agency that, you know, like I said, we just didn't enjoy. Basically, we didn't enjoy working there and we didn't like being a part of the turmoil, I guess you could say. Yeah, we enjoy. Well, we we enjoyed what we were doing, obviously, with yeah. the video stuff. But it wasn't the way they treated their clients, and it was an agency, so they're doing like websites and all that stuff, and it just wasn't the right. They didn't treat people the right way, who were yeah. spending absurd amounts of money. Yeah, with them, yeah. and we just thought we could do it better and treat people better. Yeah, so pretty much. What are some of like the examples of how that agency treated their clients that you guys like specifically didn't like? Not delivering on like what was promised. Yeah, a lot of like upfront, we can make this the best thing ever and then sell it on them, but they would have no means or ways to deliver what they're selling. I don't know if I can tell the, should I, the that story. Is that kind of, maybe I don't know. I guess we could always cut it. We can cut it if it's if it's too much. But the reason the straw that broke the camel's back was Mike and I went to go shoot this video, and we walk in and we're the video team. And the owners are like, "Oh, here, uh, my son wants to talk to you." And the son comes out all like big and he's like, "So what's going on with the website?" It said it should have been done like X and this and that. And I was we were just like, "Well, we just do the video," and it took us a little bit to explain to him that we have no idea what's going on because we don't even know who the website designer just, is. Yeah, we're just yeah. A, the production crew. You and guys so, do. Exactly. Yeah. And so they called the owner of the company. I was like, if that ever happens again, I quit. We go back. Same thing happened again. They start yelling about the website. And that, that was me and Mike. We're just like, all right, well, 
we're gonna go do our own thing because we can do it better. I mean, it's kind of like their own fault though, because you know they they weren't communicating well with you guys and just like threw you on a flame and like expected you to kind of take it when you were just one. You were just production. One component, right? Yeah. Exactly. And because we weren't like an actual internal team, like. We didn't. You had no idea what was going on. I yeah, can't be like, like oh, let me let me stuff. call the website guy real quick and help you out. I can't even you do even that for you. Name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it gave us, like Mike said, he may have put it perfectly. He gave us examples of how not to run a company, how not to treat mm. clients. We just learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. be very careful with my words and I'm saying shit, <laughs> but. Well, that's one thing I really like about Focus Forward is because it's it's not siloed. Because I've done freelance work for a couple different companies, and it's always so sectioned off as well. And it just makes productivity so much harder yeah. to accomplish anything. And even just like on a different note, too, is like, uh, you know, go when we go out for dinners and stuff like that. Like it gives you that sense of like a team and like yeah. you want that mm. team feeling because I feel like people come together and work harder when it's a coll- like a collaboration. Like you and Trent sitting next to each other talking to each other about cuts and giving each other advice like partners yeah you Aww. you want that stuff like it's like that is what's going to make the best product when you have right. multiple perspectives yeah. going at it yeah mm. definitely yeah i really like the like the collaboration between all of us too even like you're an owner of the company and you call me into your office on like for my opinion so it's it's cool to know that you guys value your workers opinions on like the final product that's going out right there's so. a reason why you're here you know, yeah, it's like yeah. if you if I didn't trust your opinion, you know, you wouldn't like, ask me for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't even be working here if you didn't trust me. Well, there's like that saying that's like you should always hire. It's like hire people that are smarter than you. Yep. And like, I believe that because, in some sense, like, like Mike said, like, we obviously trust you guys. Like, we wouldn't hire people that we don't trust, mm-hmm. and your input is valued. Well, it's even like today with. Uh, Max and Meg's wedding video. It's like, Lex, you can do a better job than I can on the wedding edit because you know how to edit the weddings way better than I do. So that's why I think you should take it. You know, it's like recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses. Right. And not being ashamed of it because right. you can't be good at everything. You know, exactly. You want that in a group. You want to have the diversity. Otherwise, like how you're only going to get so far. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, if you're siloed off, you're in your own head, you're stuck with just your perspective it's never going to be as good as if you have four brains together mm-hmm. especially when it comes to organizing hard drives that only took two days to do i think it took more than two we should have kept track how many <laughs> we're on day four yeah oh you guys are still going yeah <laughs> now that we were yeah. going a while ago <laughs> we're slow we're slowing down now since you guys want to go cloud-based yeah amen yeah, so. that was mike's call good call for those of you who don't know we are going undergoing a lot of archive storage like organization and figuring out where everything goes from 2017 to 2022 i guess starting a business is hard or something (laughs) (laughs) sounds like organizing was hard in the beginning (laughs) but now now they have us to help out tell me about it all right what's next um oh so like trent what do you think our founders do every day oh a lot of stuff that i wouldn't want to do Uh, I wouldn't want to do, but I want to learn about. I've had conversations with Mike here about learning how to do budgeting and like setting up production crews and like what we need on a shoot day. So usually he's lately he's been coming to me and like giving me the breakdowns of what we need for shoots, like 
we're going over what we need for tomorrow shoot today or to, like in the morning. Well, we'll pack tonight and then we'll go over like the whole production plan like early tomorrow morning. So like stuff like that is stuff I never thought I would want to do, but I do want to do it as much as I might put on a frown face when you say, "Hey, let's do this." I inside I definitely want to. Well, learn. it's not the flashy part of it. You yeah, know, it's I like, like the behind the scenes of what goes on. Like I, I know Mike does a lot of. Mike McDonough over here does a lot of like the budgeting and what we need for the day. And then Mike Nealon over here does a lot of the communication with the client and like figuring out their wants and needs. And then, you know, they come together and talk about like the game plan of what needs to go down. Yeah. So, I would say the budgeting is between the both of us. Like we usually price out the jobs together, but it's funny a lot of times when we'll be like, I was thinking this number and we'll be like, 50 to 100 bucks off on yeah. each other on each other's like what we had in our head yeah. it's like oh like damn i guess we're thinking along the same lines mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like those type those dynamics like go into just like the founders but it is cool to like learn about and like kind of see from behind the scenes like mike does all the timelines for weddings even though he we call it timeline tuesday he like does not like doing it and he sends him on the wrong fucking day <laughs> such a jerk but when he gets them done like it makes that wedding day like super easy because like you have a structured outline of like what needs to get done and like what times everything are at it just makes my life a lot easier no trench just looking at when the, when do i get out of here how many hours are left? <laughs> no i i enjoy weddings uh they, they are fun but they are long days and that's what i don't like but it's always fun being with them the couples yeah. on the you know what's supposed to be the best day of their life is what i say <laughs> yeah and once i mean even i found it with myself too once i get going like you always dread it up until and then it's like all right like yep. listen they're in the zone you know it's just you get you get in a roll as soon as you walk into that room and all the energy just kind of like rubs off on you yeah, so yeah, you have yeah, a great day right. yeah what about quickbooks who would want to learn that i oh, isn't you're I trying to pass even, it off yeah. <laughs> quickbooks is like what you guys use like like how to pay people, right? Or no. like yeah, payments. Uh, it's like our accounting. It's our accounting software. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I definitely count me out what on you that. Were thinking. Yeah. No, we <laughs> uh, we have a payroll company for payroll, yeah. and then mm-hmm. we use QuickBooks. Is all like you track your expenses, and you, you know you can, but you can forecast for the future and see like what money you have coming in, mm-hmm. all your open invoices, like. So you get a credit card payment from Dubsado, you transfer that to QuickBooks, so you can register that, and it's mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah, count me out on that one. <laughs> uh, I'll learn. Really, it's super boring. It's super yeah. boring. But it is like I think in some ways, like I, I think it, I feel like in the beginning I would look at QuickBooks a, a decent amount, and I don't think I've looked at it once in over a year. Yeah, <laughs> like definitely not. But I feel like I would like to like look start looking at it again because it's interesting how like over time you learn more about the numbers and like Mike said, like forecasting, like you can use numbers to like analyze, analyze the numbers to like project prediction. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like you can, like Mike said, like forecast, you can compare and like, yeah, there's just different ways to like look at the data. Mm. And so I've definitely found more interest in that over the last like year and a half. But it's definitely useful to see like what your down months are kind of cause right. you know, it's business. So like, it's not always, if it's consistent, that's good. Right. But then, you know, you have those some months that are a little And then since we've been in business for a couple of years now, you can look at like, say some month was slow. All right, you can look at last year. Were we slow this month? 
Mm-hmm. And then if you were, then like, all right, maybe that's just a slow time for your business. Yeah. But if you weren't like, all right, what did we do then to sell? And what can we do now right. to kind of make up for it? And it's similar and, and kind of goes hand in hand with like, I have spreadsheets that track like all of the leads we get for weddings. Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? What are they looking for? Um, obviously when they came in, what their budget is. And then I have a sheet that basically puts that all together. And then like when people book, it's like their names, what package did they book? How long did it take for the sale to happen? Like mm-hmm. from when they reached out until they signed the contract, what was the size of their package? Where, how did they find us? Mm-hmm. So then we're seeing like, okay, July we had 35 leads, like 27 came from vendors or 10 came from here. And then you can see like where to put your effort into like advertising or like where should you put your energy in? Right. Um, so it's interesting to see that kind of stuff and like, okay, what's our average sale? Like what package is the most popular? Like mm. different things like that. And then on another note, which I don't know if we want to cut this or not, but like moving here, you know, cost a good amount of money to right. move into here with all the, everything that we bought and everything that we grabbed. So we took out like a little bit of a loan, like a business loan in order to pay for some of it. Cause you don't want to take away from your capital that you have in the business. And I don't want to use the savings cause that's like rainy day funds. Mm. And so, we ended up using QuickBooks. You can see you have X amount of open invoices, so you can take out a certain amount of a loan and know that that's all gonna be paid back by a certain amount of date because you have all these open invoices. So it helps like forecasting for stuff like that and just being like, all right, we're confident that we can make this move and make it happen and not have to touch, you know, what's in the bank right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, that makes sense. You don't wanna go into the savings that you have spent five six years making yeah right use that yeah. for stuff that we like need that's camera for emergencies breaks. only yeah camera yeah. breaks you need to replace it right and, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff like yeah cool I guess What's, we, were, we were pretty on point with uh what we thought they'd do yeah i mean we, <laughs> i mean we're here every single day we do we sit at our desk most of the day and then you know we have one mic in front of us one mic in back of us we can see what they do Ooh. all day all right what's the next topic uh what it's like being freelancer versus salary oh oh that might be a question for you guys i feel Mm. like we touched up upon this a little bit already like a little bit uh i can't even remember someone said something about freelance your old company was all freelance so like everybody wasn't there all the time no one was full-time and there was no office there was no office you didn't know like who did what but i like this topic too though because well mike and i both came from, from freelance being freelancers obviously yeah and now and then lex also came from freelance yeah. i on mm. on like i was starting to i did some freelance work but essentially like i didn't really have anything behind me when you guys hired me right so you guys took a shot on me and i appreciate that <laughs> um and it's worked out yeah right but like the freelance work the one thing i've had numerous conversations with my brother about that because he did freelance work in the boston area for like eight years before he landed his gig at nickelodeon and he would always just tell me like you gotta just look for people but like the work isn't consistent and yeah. that's the one thing i didn't like about freelance that's the number one thing it's mm-hmm. like he would tell me he would do like a job for like, I don't know, I'm just gonna throw out a random number, like 10 grand, he would do that for like a month or two, but then he wouldn't work for like three or four months cause he couldn't find another gig. Yeah, It's like that since I don't really like freelance work. So like I would rather be like a part-time 
with like or full time even better like guaranteed like yeah. that paycheck every yeah. x amount of weeks you depending on when your payroll is so it's like it's, that yeah. it's it's way better like payment wise like working for a company is better than freelancing for a company it's definitely not for everybody because yeah. of it being like basically so unpredictable some people thrive off it oh yeah like mm. and and you can have like over time i think it becomes more consistent mm. Or you at least have periods where it's way more consistent and then you can, you know, like we were talking about with forecasting, like, okay, you make 20 grand within two months, like, you know that that's way more than you need. So you're mm -hmm. like saving a lot of that for months where you might not have a job. Mm -hmm. um, but over time, you, it can become a lot more consistent. Yeah. But you can, in a sense, never guarantee anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when we were working for the agency and they cut, remember, they cut your hours oh, and you're yeah. just like the yeah. hell do I do it now? Like, right. I was on a, I was on a, a basically, a, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but like I had been working for them for a while. And so I asked to get put on like essentially like a mix between a salary and a freelance. So like I had basically promised them a certain amount of like hours per week, roughly. Um, and, and then I asked for like a certain amount of money for that. Um, but I made it flexible. I, I was like, oh, you know, if I don't, work that many hours this week, like I'll make up for it within the month. Mm. Um, and so like every month I'll work X amount of hours and I get paid X amount. And so I did that for like a while and I was really psyched about it. And then, yeah, like one day they were just like, oh yeah, we just got to like cut it in half. I was like, half. cut it in half. I was like, yo, yeah. that's like, that's like my, my main like income right now, which is in a sense, like not their responsibility. So like, yeah, but it sucks. And like, so that can happen. Um, and sometimes you can do that with a company like, get a gig like that mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's just it's unpredictable um and i think going off your point earlier like yeah it can be lonely like because you're basically by yourself you're doing everything like you don't have somebody to do finance for you or, mm. do, or do accounting like you're doing everything yourself that's actually a, a really really good point like having mike as a business partner is awesome because you split the work up like even starting the company you know how much paperwork and random oh bullshit God. goes into the starting a company that like in order to have us just split the responsibilities down the middle yeah it's just it's a whole different yeah like you take that beast and it's not a beast anymore because it's not as overwhelming which i was by myself i would have been like yeah fuck this <laughs> or even like little things like vacations like i feel like when i was a freelancer like going on vacation i could still i would still always respond to emails or like have mm -hmm. that looming over my head, which like you still do as a business owner. Like I'm never going to forget about the business, but like yeah. on my honeymoon, I can't tell you how amazing it was to like turn your phone, turn my email off. Like I literally went in and went to notifications, email off notifications, turned them off for 15 days. And to like have that level of confidence, like everything's being handled. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, it was the best. And when you're, you're a freelancer, like, yeah, <laughs> thank you, both of you. Uh, you know, like, w when you're a freelancer, like, you can't really do that. Unless you hire an assistant or something. We got a ghost. Ghost. Um, but you can't do that. And so you always have to, you either have to be okay with the possibility of losing work, losing an opportunity because you wanted to go on vacation, which is, like, not a bad thing. Meant You know, like, taking that time to reset and go on vacation is extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, you just might have to be okay with, you might lose out on an opportunity because you didn't check your email. Yeah. 
then like in today's world you can make money almost anywhere true from what they say yeah so yeah. it's like but i mean what if he gets an email you know he's in italy somewhere or wherever and he gets an email and it's just like oh we need you to shoot uh, tomorrow he can now yeah, reach back out but he can reach <laughs> back out to us and be like hey yeah we, we got, got this opportunity shoot. right here shoot. we got the team we don't lose out on that revenue right yeah so. I mean, then the con- the pros of being a uh, freelance is like you kind of make your own schedule. But oh, that can also that can also yeah. kill you in some sense. Like, yeah, you can you be very disciplined. Lex put like Lex put down discipline so she can touch up on that. Yeah, you definitely need a level of discipline when you're a freelancer. Otherwise, you'll get way behind on projects, which I've definitely experienced before yeah, freelancing, sure. as yeah. well as trying to block out time, like you said, of when you're going to work or when you're going to have free time, yeah, making sure y- you have like a good work, work-life balance. Yeah, I had, uh, when I was freelancing, I was still living with my parents and I had like a basement, the whole basement to myself. So my bedroom was in there and they had like a little living room area and then I had my own office and I couldn't tell you the amount of times I would just go into my bed and just play a game of Madden and they'd be like, nah, I can play one more game. <laughs> and then like, next thing you know, you know, it's three four o'clock in the afternoon you're like oh man i should probably get this project yeah. started <laughs> and, but then on the flip side like i feel like looking back you can also go the other way and if you're a freelancer working from home like you have a home office like you can also go the other way and work way too much yeah which yeah. i remember doing a lot when i lived oh, on my yeah. own is like i would like wake up at seven and work until like four or five eat dinner maybe go to the gym and then work again from like eight to like 11 and then go to bed at midnight, wake up at set, do it again. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it could go either way. You can like give yourself time to do the, you know, the self love, but also do the hard, yeah. the hard work. Yeah. And like Mike was saying too, you need that work life balance, work life balance for sure. And, but starting off, you need to just, hustle your ass off to start getting those clients to we're at the point you have to do stuff like that in order to just get your name out there and start putting out a portfolio like the first video we made for focus forward was a psa for safe texting and driving during christmas and we didn't get paid for it or we didn't do it but we needed some type of video to show people that we knew how to make a video and like this is our company so it's Mm. like doing free stuff or doing stuff for cheap or just getting anything to get content out there, just constantly feeding content. It's worth it in the long run. Yeah. Wednesdays yeah. on Way Boss It. Wednesday, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly. The idea behind that was crazy. We were literally like, let's go down the block and just basically make like mini commercials for these businesses for free. It worked. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we ever got any like contracts out of it, but it helped us create the content to go then show people that we right. were mm. able to make videos about the restaurant industry or you know whatever and business we got an was awesome on lunch out of it at Capitol yeah, it went Grill. to the Capitol Grill <laughs> shout <laughs> out Alan Chili of PPAC yeah I wonder is he still there nice. I think he's I still there I don't know yeah. he probably is uh, if anybody here is listening in Providence a lot of people know him actually he's like very well known the nicest guy ever um, he's the general manager of PPAC or was maybe still is um, and yeah so one of the Wednesdays on my boss it was at PPAC and he was the person we like interviewed for it and uh 
you know, we shared it with him and he like loved it so much. He's like, let me at least take you guys out to lunch. So on a Friday we like got dressed up and he took us out to Capitol Grill and That's paid for awesome. lunch. Yeah. And it was cool because he was like the, the mayor. He walked in there and everybody was like, oh, Alan, how you doing? <laughs> Shaking hands. Like, Mr. Chili, how you doing? And I don't even think we like paid the bill. He just walked out. Yeah. We yeah, were like, got the when we're done, we just yeah. left. And they were like, all right, you're all set, Mr. Chili. Like. It was just all good. That's pretty sick. Awesome. He still yeah. owes me tickets to the Book of Mormon, though, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he actually, on top of that, gave us free tickets to Brian Regan, the comedian. When we were in Block guys. Island, we almost missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Missed, I went. You missed it because oh, yeah. we were down there, and your car was still down there or something. But, uh, yeah, he was like, he offered us free tickets and things. And Super yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Very nice. But, yeah, Ooh. it's, yeah, free stuff, hustling. Got to start somewhere. For mm. real. Yeah. What else? Oh wow! For this part, yeah, I had yeah. I have the weddings part next. That's good. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys so have any questions for us? Or like, who's your favorite Mike? I don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, who's your favorite Mike? Choose your words wise. <laughs> depends on the day and what I need. <laughs> yeah, it really de- depends one. on the day. Yep, I like that yeah, answer. I always ask my mom who her favorite son is, and she always says the one in front of me. <laughs> but I know it's me. That's I know one. it's me no uh, matter what. When I ask my grandma who her favorite grandchild is, she always says, she says, you're all my favorite. Yeah. yeah that's a cop out. That's can't. a cop out. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> always on, that grandma. one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's quite the adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's some very basic stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's informative for people to know. For sure. If anybody has any questions out there that we didn't, get into let us know you can send us a dm on instagram or feel free to send us a dm at focus forward media or at up in your biz pod mm-hmm. pod up in your biz pod thank you thanks for listening hope you guys enjoyed it peace <laughs>